because of this uh, understanding or the Buddha's understanding unconditioned something that's not conditioned Nibbana, something that's not binding deathless, something that's not changing and breaking down a lot of the uh, Buddhist approach is really a negation or a a not doing, an undoing. Mm. That's its aim, is to undo. Take the precepts, it's not about being good, it's to not be not be bad. <laughs> or to not do certain things. So it's uh, so it's acknowledgement of these energies and then the relaxing, softening, relinquishing. Yeah. So these these inclinations and tendencies which have d- distinct energies to them yeah. violence uh, deceptiveness and so forth so we these are obviously actions that are also in heart intentions and the heart intentions have a have an energetic effect on the body or in the or embodiment so the relinquishment, yeah, <clears throat> you know, a lot, so a lot of practice is just just acknowledging and and releasing, letting go, you know, or letting go is through what through a sense of first of all acknowledgement, you know, reference. This is this, so, and then uh, discernment feels like this. Recognizing there's an alternative, something more spacious. You know, either we remember that, or we intuit that, or we sense that, and referring to that, which is dispassionate, cool, easeful, and the energy and the attention shifts to the place of relinquishment. And the energy of the activation by itself discharges so just remembering a lot of this is about careful not doing which requires certain focuses and uh, attitudes and even a moderation of, of energy Moderating energy. <clears throat> and so, you know, though it can be quite uh, vigorous at times, the vigor is mostly about establishing a firm foundation so that from that firm, firm foundation one can resist, relinquish, let go of you know, violence, craving, fear, so forth. Mm-hmm. This is always this, this, this kind of process path. And not doing. A reference to stillness. Silence. Openness, space. <coughs>
when you come on retreat, it's often the case that the, everything springs open, everything springs up because of the, you know, a lot of the activities and activations that have been there in place in your life. And then you, you touch the pause button in terms of keeping them going and you get the, the ricochet effects, both they come, their energies come welling up because they're, they're habitual and you haven't got anything to put them into, but they, they still habitually arise. Yeah. And there's also the uh, the ricochet, which is like they don't know what to do because you're not giving them anything to progress towards or make or, you know, so there's disorientation. Sometimes it can be energetically very um, disturbing. <clears throat> In that sense of disturbance, then, you know, one gets agitated or the system gets overcooked. And then just to, you know, recognize the requirement to, you know, moderate and balance all this. So in terms of focus, what do we do? We're trying to bring, keep remembering, coming back to this uh, basic focus. You know, there's the ground, space, the rhythm, breathing in, breathing out, the ground, felt, experienced. It starts off as the, the given of the tactile quality of sitting or standing. And it becomes, the more that you dwell in that and abide in that, it becomes also a kind of a mental or emotional quality of restfulness or firmness, a firm restfulness where you feel um, less interested in making and doing and less affected by that. There's a fundamental grounding of the mind. Mental activities are no longer one's primary concern. They may keep coming up, your primary concern is just to hold the space. And so there's that holding a space requires a certain groundedness and the space can open. If we're not grounded the space doesn't open. In fact it just it just becomes whatever whatever's happening. So we lose the sense of an open space because all the content comes flooding in and act- activates everything. So using the sense of ground, both emotionally, physically, energetically, um, attitudinally, nowhere to go, nothing to do, there's no progress in this, we're just constantly earthing and letting what arises rise through. And our main sense is just to hold the space a sense of trust in that because the quality of ground is something you can trust. You know, it's it's not created through desire for progress. Uh, it's not a personal thing. Uh, it's not not based upon pleasure or displeasure, it's just steady. So it's something dispassionate about that.
an opening, the opening quality. Yeah. So, so we might say physically, or you come to the periphery of your body, the crown of the head, frame the shoulders, the hands, awareness of the skin, the space around you. As if you're stretching something lightly, spreading something out. Content is not your concern at this particular moment. Your main concern is establishing the frame. Content naturally is going to happen. It's bound to happen. We're opening up. The can of worms is going to start wriggling. And your main practice is not to get phased by that. Uh, you know, to get too fascinated by the qualities. The most important thing is, first of all, definitely establish the frame. This is our reference to frames of reference or satipatthana frame. Within that, we can be quite open. And, uh, you know, just by sustaining that frame and sustaining the sense of uh, open mind, which is dispassionate, equanimous, yeah, yeah, or something like that, you know, here it is, acceptance, we say. You know, everything is yes in terms of its existence. But there's a no in terms of getting you know, activated by it, adding to it. So when if you do get activated by it, then you just okay, that's that, you have to accept that. And from there, go back to that big frame. So if you're getting involved with energies in your head, and you're feeling tightened up in there, that's how it is now. From there, be aware of that, and widening to include your shoulders, your elbows, your hands, your knees, your seat, your feet, soles of the feet. So we keep moving, referring back to that frame. This is how it is now. This is what's happening now. And uh, there's the element of non-doing is in terms of involvement. So quality of non-involvement or viveka is the Pali word for that. And there's a certain relief in that. Certain relief. It's a kind of subtle kind of, uh, it gives rise to a kind of happiness, which is the relief, yeah, uh, of release from these involvements. And so that has to, you know, we can say it has to be done don't you have to kind of keep establishing that frame and the frame is there to to support non-doing yeah, so these two aspects work together the doing and the non-doing if we just go into non-doing it can be a collapse into whatever happening there's no real discernment occurs because we don't haven't got any frame of reference <clears throat> you're doing all the time, yeah, there's no calm occurs, no relief occurs because you're always doing, you know. so your system is cooking, cooking up. These things are not always under one's control, you could say. You know, we do get, there's a reflex, such a reflex to do and make and 
you know, and then because we emotionally respond, we emotionally react to experiences, we feel, you know, alarmed or fascinated. That's the way that is. So then the emotional or the mental ground, you know, which corresponds to that, we say physical approach, is this sense of open mind, open awareness. And rather as with, uh, uh, we're talking about this body or energetic uh, presentation, similarly, open awareness. Your awareness is not open. It's kind of half open with stuff running in and out of it. And naturally the moving things, and in, in this period these things can be extremely vivid because they carry the karmic potency. Uh, very karmic potency. You mean, you know, so do you know what that means? You know, the qualities, not just the actions, but the energetic results of the actions, or even the interactions that you've been in. Now, it's not necessarily karma is a guilt, you did this wrong experience, but this is the conditions of being in this scenario, your life scenario at this time. You know, in this century, in this age, in this city, in this domestic situation, social situation, being in this, one absorbs certain tendencies. That's natural, that's the way it goes. With a conditioned mind, it's always picking up and absorbing conditions. There's no training in dispassion, in generally in life. Dispassion, non-involvement is not encouraged in any way at all. (laughs) It's always react, respond quickly. So everything knows to do that. This is a very difficult and pernicious habit to to break or to change. It's so endemic, so ingrained. Uh, And every kind of positive nuance will tend to emphasize what we did and what we made and what we achieved and what we worked out and what we got to. You know, that's you know, all the positive remarks around that, even in meditation. A particular phenomena we experienced, did you get the nimitters and so forth? Uh, they're trying to get a nimitter or comparing your nimitters with somebody else's nimitters. You know, well, if nimitters arise, that's nimitters. Science, these are like little visual experiences or with ethereal tones or poignant meanings. And these are just phenomena that arise out of the mental paint box of, of karmic potential. Some people don't seem to get any nimitters. Don't have the karmic potential for that. You can get a nimity and feel pretty ripped off, you know, came in for 10 days, you should have got a couple of nimitters out of it. <laughs> or something wrong with me, my mind is too thick and stupid. But, um, you know, you have to sense any, you know, nimitter just means any kind of sign, so the sign of space or peace or silence can be a nimitter. 
you know, and anything in your mind, oh, that's that, and feels, you know, ah, got it. It gives a certain characteristic that you can then return to, that quality, yeah, that sense of how your body feels like light or like fluid or, yeah, so these aren't just visual experiences, nimittas, they're also sense experiences, tactile, quasi-tactile, as if things are running through you or, yeah, or you've, you know. But essentially we keep referring that they can be very mesmerizing, so you, then they have energy, so you, one tends to get involved with them. And then this is uh, a bit uh, precarious. And for wisdom, you want to maintain that frame of reference. And Okay, this is happening. And for wisdom, what's more important than perceptual signs, which are what limiters are, they have their uses, they can be calming or steadying or brightening. Uh, but for wisdom, most important, you have to recognize all that arises passes. It's just the catchphrase to use, but to experience shifting of things. And for this we need space, the openness. So, yeah, openness, energetic openness. That's why I've been doing so much energy attention work, just energetic openness and attitudinal openness, every day, new day, here we are, you know, start again, start again, you know, every day new, open up, and an emotional openness, which is tricky because the emotional body is by and large established around responding, that's its nature, responding and uh, adding, energy to experience, pleasant experience, feeling happy, feeling happy, you know, wanting to share that happiness. This isn't wrong, is it? It says this will be good as a conditioned experience. You know, something we enjoy, oh, I feel happy, I'd like to show somebody else or talk to somebody else about that. You know? That's, that's, so that's good. Um, but, you know, for the unconditioned, we say this is the good. Feels like this. Detect the emotion, the mind state, and just okay. There will be chances and opportunities for that. Just let that one be received, uh, accepted, not adopted. And there's a subtle kind of relief that occurs when that viveka touch occurs, somehow the pressure or the intensity of the drive is lessened. Not because, not out of aversion, just because it's now diffused. The mind is open, so the intensity of the focus has widened and the energy then is diffused rather than, you know, concentrated. So there's a sense in the whole field of the mind then receives that energy which moves through and dissolves. Now, of course, some of these 
mental states are unpleasant, disagreeable, unskillful. Accept the presence of that, and we don't adopt it, but we accept that. Place it within the frame of reference. Uh, this is the negativity, or the grumpiness, or sadness, or anxiety that one would like to not have doesn't seem helpful and tends to proliferate around that can we come back beneath all the proliferations of the stories the narratives and the pictures and rehearsing the whys and how I'm like this and I wish I was like that and he's this and that just that sense of that the, the irritated disturbed, agitated mind, which is unhappy, you know, agitated, critical, critical of itself, critical of its criticalness, irritated by its own irritation, this kind of prickly, fizzing, bubbling, snarling, snappy thing, tightening up. There's a limiter for you. See, <laughs> is hate limiters <laughs> or fear limiters, uh, wriggling, twisting. Uh, there's, there's that, and so you know that sense of dispassion. You even visualize it. So try to avoid the or relinquish the storyline, and try to to just sense it through another channel the sound of it, the sight of it, the feel of it. It's a phenomenon. And then we may wonder why, what should we do about it? And then to just relinquish that and instead widen the field of the mind, widen the field of the body. There's just a subtle sense of relief when one is no longer adopting or wrangling with these things or wondering about them, puzzling. Oh, it's like that. A little bit of relief there. Uh, So there's the detachment or non-involvement is a slightly wider um, emotional state or heart state than involvement. It's not. We're not looking at right or wrong, we're looking at, say, that which inclines towards the undoing, or the non-doing. There's a sense of it's wider, a wider experience, more spacious. And there can be a successive unravelling. As we widen around the irritation or whatever it is, the negative state. So it's, it's, we're no longer making the story out. You may sense it changes. You can change into something else like sadness or fatigue, depression, yeah. like collapsing, feeling really flattened by life. This is why we were so prickly. Something was doing us down.
Okay, so then feeling that, again, you can feel these things in the bodily sense or the mental sense and name it, acknowledge, widen, soften. This widening and softening is already a kind of uh, goodwill in in its fundamental quality of uh, um, empathy, anukampa. Which means we sense we are allowing ourselves to feel that. But instead of feel and then react, we just feel. Feel the feeling as it is. And sense it widen our experience of that. And I say, how do you widen your mind? You may sense you can do it with your body because you can go from the center to the periphery and that may in fact help your mind to also do the same thing, the emotional body to do the same thing. But causes and conditions that also support the uh, uh, emotional widening is a sense of, uh, like a visual sense, as if you're stepping back from a painting so you're not looking at detail, you're stepping back to see the whole thing. The auditory sense, so if we're opening an auditory sense, you can hear the silence and the various voices chattering around in the silence. So you pick up a larger domain, which is the blank page, we might say, which all this script runs across. And at that place, you know, a little refrain, bear with this, may I bear with this, maintain the peaceful center that begins to be sensed with detachment, dispassion. There's a kind of quality of relinquishment, like, peacefulness within that we've given up on the mind on mental colours and flavours relinquished it non-involvement dispassion we're not really even trying to understand it or we're looking just to Find a, an emotional reference which is about acceptance and steadiness and tune into that. And it's not something you add. It's not something you add or create or philosophize through some attitude. It's the acknowledgement, you know, bearing in mind qualities like this too is a condition. This is a, you know, in the karmic field, it's not self. Bearing any of these themes in mind, sense something in a seems to separate from the condition and rest back. It's beneath the personality. The personality 
will be is the doing of things and we have an experience or a level of the mind which is pre-personal or transpersonal which accepts the personality and the personal condition and knows the quali- its own quality. So this is a, 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 a touch, touching into what is meant by the citta knowing itself, rather than knowing what it's being conditioned by. The citta knowing itself, taking it, standing upon itself rather than standing upon what it's conditioned by. And in itself has no quality other than knowing. That may not seem to be doing anything, but it's not really about doing anything. That's why it's called the unconditioned. But the more that one can refer to that, the qualities of the doing, the active, the karma, the activations, the energy of those begins to drain, fade, subside in the presence of the unconditioned or uncreated. So this is a you know, process of this nature. Moving into open. And individually, of course, you know, you get that broad map. And perhaps it's in a hope it's an attractive map. It is a map. And exactly, you know, your handling or your response to the conditions is where you have to, you know, learn how to move, moderate. Because often there can be many stages and the karma is layered. So on top of the sense of loss, aloneness, comes the fear. On top of the fear comes the frank desperation to make and have. On top of the desperation comes the criticisms and the things going wrong. On top of that comes the irritation. On top of the irritation comes a sense of stress and trying to close it all down, make it go away. And as you peel, you peel through the layers. First, you know, the sense of, you know, trying to make it another way. And even that takes quite a degree of skillful, loving acceptance. And, you know, you're doing exactly the right thing. Then we come to a sense of, uh, you know, just um, frustration or irritation, critical mind, prickly, grumpy, snappy, not agreeable, doing the right thing. (laughs) How is that? Can you visualize that? Can you sense it in your body? Can you feel it and then extend from that widen, so it's not dropping it, it's widening in the conditioned 
widening into the unconditioned, widening one's attitudes, one's awareness, one's energy into the space around this. If that begins to unpeel, we may come to another level, which could be the disorientation. Because I've been running on this stuff, now the springs are unloaded, I'm feeling rather wobbly. And I'm feeling confused. Things are going wrong. Doing exactly the right thing, everything's fine. (laughs) Feel where you are in your body, some support to that frame of reference. Holding the frame, let it be as it is. Loving acceptance. And stabilize yourself if you're really tired, sleepy. Because all that effort we've been putting into maintaining this thing has collapsed and we feel sleepy. Doing exactly the right thing. <laughs> feeling sleepy, widening, feeling just the ground beneath your feet. Walk up and down, extend your awareness up your back, your head, don't force it. You're not trying to get rid of sleepiness, but to be more aware of it. You know, the, the fogginess, the, how the skin feels. Can you just sustain it? Take a few breaths, feeling a bit nauseous, you know, disturbed. Take some breaths, walk up and down. Ventilate. Open your throat. Unpeeling. Just feeling really lonely and lost. That's fine also. This is the pain of birth. Compassion, which is a bit of support there, widening around that, opening to that. The sense of relief and release, dispassion becomes almost like a, a trusted guide that you can orient around. It's empathic. When the conditions are arising, it's empathic. When the conditions cease, it's cool. There's nothing to be empathic about. If the conditions are there, checking out, you know, a sense of resonance with that, feeling the feeling, the mental tone. The mental tone could be sharp, bright, should be uh, uh, tensile, that is nervy, could be slack, uh, sensing that. So whatever one can discern in that, uh, this karmic landscape. Don't get it all, you don't have to get it all, just get some bits that you feel you can refer to, widen, ground yourself, loving acceptance. And every time you ground yourself or come to these places of pausing, 
you know, certainly is going to help. You're referring back to your body and to your breathing because that, that seems to collect the energy and even the wisdom comes back here. It sort of resets everything. You get more established in your breathing, in your belly. The energy becomes clearer and more assured. So we come back or we re- moments of release feeling the breathing. The breathing amplifies, takes it in, gets it, feels the change. It's and it, breathing is as an intelligence moves through your body and picks up the signs, the signals. Oh, this is open. This is fluid. Ah, it also reaches here. It gets to know it. And so we get to know the the clarity in an embodied way. And this can definitely uh, be a tremendous... Uh, resource so that we're not just meditating with the ideas of you know release or letting go or dispassion or groundedness we're we're really referring to a felt experience that's very much alive in us in this embodied way Okay, so let's, wherever you are, wherever you feel yourself as being, noticing that. Pausing on that. Getting the the Vedana, the feeling and the perception. This dark or struggling or sharp or soft or poignant so perception acceptance of that stepping back from that giving it room, not needing to understand it, give it more room cognitively, noticing any shifts that occur, stay with the process, unpeeling, peeling off, letting things come unbinding, unravelling.
So let's take so, uh, a break, some t- loosen up. Is anything left to loosen up? <laughs> and. Uh,